Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Thank you for joining us. And sitting opposite me is the other half of the show, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, now, we've mentioned this uh, a couple of times on the show before. We are coming to Sydney in a few weeks' time to do our first ever live Dum Dum Club outside of Melbourne at the Sydney Comedy Store on July 8th. You can get tickets now, comedystore.com.au. Thank you to everyone who has been helping us in our quest to get Larry Emder to be one of our guests. Well, that's a new thing. We, we didn't mention that last week. We've no. only just started doing that this no, no. week. So, yeah, if you follow us on Twitter, you will have noticed that we've launched a full-on uh, – a lot of people got on and, and were and were throwing tweets at him, which was very cool. At LarryEmder. Uh, mm-hmm. No, not dot .com. At LarryEmder.com. <laughs> the old Tell man. Tell my dad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> one, at at one 800 Backslash the internet. Yes. Um, <laughs> he uh, – finally, big news last night, uh, he w- responded – He's responded to the tweeting, although we're still yet to get any kind of confirmation from him. He seems keen. He's taken the bait. Yeah, so the next he's asking step- for what's on his rider, so yeah. that's... He's playing ball. He's the way he's playing along to the tweeting makes me excited to get him on because he's been pretty funny so far. So if really? anyone listens to the show and is going to a price is right taping in yeah. the next week or two, get picked, get down, and when mm. it goes higher and lower, just say go on Dum Dum Club Larry. Mm, yeah. And forfeit the fridge and the and the showcase and everything, <laughs> but just get our point across. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. So everyone, if uh, if you're on Twitter, at Larry Emder on Twitter, uh, let's tip him. I'm pretty confident that we can tip him over the edge by the end of the week. Yep. Uh, so we do also have lots of guests. Luke McGregor is making the trek up with us, which will be fun. We've got two other great guests lined up. Uh, so Comedy Store, July 8th, comedystore.com.au is where you can get your tickets if you're in Sydney. Uh, Carl, what did you have? Um, what happened now? I've, I'm just... Just wanted to say this on the way in today, um, and you know maybe this is a pretty common sense stuff. This is what really annoys me. I saw two of this on the way in today, right? You know when two pe- of this, two of this, <laughs> and go two different people on two different occasions. You know when someone walks in front of a car and just goes, "You can stop." The car yes. can stop, not me. Yeah, I won't scoot across the road. It wasn't even me in the car today. It just annoyed me so much. It's like because they give it, they give the car a look like. You're on my turf, mate. No, you're not. Yeah. You're on the road. You're a couple of hundred kilograms of metal f- hurtling towards you at 60 kilometers an hour, and the guy goes, no, nah, mate, it's my rules here. It, like, why would you do that? Even if you're on the footpath yeah. and a car went up the footpath, I'd be like, nah, it's probably your call here. Yeah, I'll, I'll like, jump out of the way. I'm not going to give you a look like don't mess with don't mess with 60 kilos of flesh. Yeah. It's like at pedestrian crossings at, on tram lines where there'll be a sign saying give, pedestrians give way to trams. It's like, yeah. no shit, it's bigger than you. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that, though, because I've noticed that recently an abundance when I've been driving around, like more than usual, of people just stepping out in front of cars. Yeah. Literally just in the last month. Month. I don't know what's going on. Is there some? Is it like some kind of festival or but something? They give it a look like they look at the car. I've seen them look at the car like, huh, well, you better stop, mate. Otherwise, you'll be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> hey, I reckon you'll be in more trouble if it doesn't stop. Like, <laughs> this... oh, sure. Like, like you're giving it a look like, oh, you're going to be in prison. Yeah, but you're going to be dead. <laughs> this is the most AM radio this show has ever been. <laughs> We're complaining about <laughs> pedestrians. And I am doubling my old manness complaining about this and yeah. after, after going 1800.com, whatever go I was saying. Go to twitter.com slash 1800pedestrians hyphen go away yes. dot. Thumbs up, thumbs down, letters to the editor.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, today on the show, very special guest. We are very uh, stoked to have her in here. You will know her from Rove and Airways and an abundance of other things. Please welcome into the little Dum Dum Club, Corinne Grant. Yay! Yeah, the sound of two people clapping. Used to that. <laughs> Sweet. 
<laughs> Sweet. You drive a car that's a couple of hundred kilograms heavy. What is it, a Daewoo? Uh, <laughs> What, what do they weigh? I don't know. What about a car weigh? A ton, oh, half do they? a ton. Yeah, something like I still like don't that. know what that is, though. So <laughs> more than a couple hundred kilograms. Okay. How many? That's that's the weight of Joe Hockey. Right. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. No, no that's not true. Yeah. What is the? What well, are you're the, doing what ads cars? for the. You're, you're the spokesperson for a, for a car insurance company, aren't you? This is this is not anymore. Oh, not no. anymore. Okay. Oh. No, I did an ad for a car, an online car insurance company. Or what? year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you really got inside the role by weighing cars and stuff before you started? <laughs> I wow. did. I'm a Robert method actor. Robert De Niro, actor. Da- am, Daniel Day-Lewis style. I'm, an, I'm a method actor. I became the car. Which <laughs> really pissed off the director and the company. For like a year, you were just letting yeah. people drive you around. That I, I didn't movie. answer anyone except by going beep, beep. And it's really annoying for everybody else. But that, I really felt I embodied that role. Yeah, yeah, that you, Pixar movie, Cars, that was a documentary about your life. It was. It was like the Tropic Thunder version. Yeah. <laughs> of, of my role. And you walked out of that voiceover session straight into the street, didn't look where you were going, just crossed the yeah. road. <laughs> I, in Canberra, the Canberra drivers are messed up. In Canberra, it's like a challenge when you step, as a pedestrian, you step onto the road, they speed up. They kind of come right. at you. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of creepy. And it's the, a town full of roundabouts. I think they've yeah. got some kind of... Without the without the traffic lights there, they're a law unto themselves. No yeah. one's ever told them to stop, man, so they don't. Maybe there's just nothing better to do in Canberra but run people over. Except run people over. <laughs> yeah. I think you're onto something there. <laughs> it's a weird place, Canberra. The whole thing feels like a movie set. Do you know I mean? It feels like a little fake. Like a really little, shit movie. A little yeah. fake yeah. main yeah. street that someone set up somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. It's sort of like... It so, should be something, but it isn't. Maybe? Yeah. Is that it feels it? to me like you're on like perpetual school camp. Yeah. And like all of the politicians and all of their staff have their own pubs that they go to and everyone's got their gangs and they all go to particular restaurants and then everyone whispers about each other behind their backs. <laughs> oh, God, it's like being 16 again. I want to get out of this <laughs> yeah. town. It's a bit like it should be the most important. Like everyone there is sort of like they should have a bigger ego. They're, you know, going, we're the capital. Oh, no, no, we can't even kid anyone else. This is pretty ordinary, mm. you know. Mm. But they should be arrogant. They're the number one city in the in the country, but they're just a country town, aren't they? But is that yeah. yeah? That's interesting. Like in this country, that yeah, our capital is is so shit. Like yeah, is that is that really? What other countries have that where their capital is like you know? But if you play boring. that game, you know, when when you do tri- trivial pursuit or, or trivia like that, when they say you know name the capital of some country, it'll generally be the equivalent of Canberra, though, won't it? It'll generally be. Oh, that's a pretty average place yeah, Paris, I've never heard of. Paris is pretty shit. What <laughs> <laughs> of roundabouts in Paris. <laughs> yeah. there's, that, there's that big one, but no one ever yeah, talks just, about that. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for that Eiffel Tower, there would be people running other people over. Yeah, know, that's that's a lot of porn and fireworks in Paris, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why not? Yeah. Oh, well, maybe maybe that one thing blows my whole theory out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll give up on that one. Yeah. Uh, so we're in here. It's a it's a public holiday. There's a tray of fairy bread uh, waiting in here for us, which was uh, which was very nice. I, don't I know suspect why that's it's here. been waiting for about a week. Yeah. yeah. There's usually street press in this studio. And I think oh there no! No, here is. it is. Yeah, here yeah. Considering here the hundreds and thousands seem to be crawling off the bread, yeah. I wouldn't be going anywhere near it. There's usually street press in here uh, uh, celebrating Christmas. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't well, know this how one's been this one's uh, Marilyn Manson. He was here in like February. So what two thousand and one? Yeah, twenty ninth of February two thousand two. Oh, Pretty really? current, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a doctor's waiting room in here. Yeah. Now you've mentioned uh, some of Corinne's credits, and uh, I, I think uh, one of the most important ones would be, especially to what we've talked about on the show before, the car insurance ad. No, <laughs> no, no. Jeez, that's number two in my eyes. <laughs> you're uh, you're part of the legendary, the lost city of gold 
TV show, Die in Your Feet. Yes. Greg, Greg yes. Fleet's opus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I keep doing pickups for it as well. Like, oh, really? really? I've done a bit of, yeah, I've done I've done one filmed pickup and I've gone in and done a bit of voice pickup for it as well. So in theory, it's still being worked on. Was this, did you start that when Marilyn Manson toured last in front of that street press? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's so long ago now. I was blonde in that show. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So pickups are a little bit more difficult now because yeah. <laughs> I'm really not blonde anymore. So when were you in there last? Is there, is there actually recent activity? Yeah, I did something at the start of the year for oh, yeah. it. I like it's still it's still on the boil. It's just that the production company are just taking their time with it, finding out where they. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. What boil is doing. a pretty strong word. Simmer, <laughs> yeah. it's simmering. It's been left out in the sun. It's, it's sitting on the. Yeah, it's been left sun, out. Sun dried TV. <laughs> sun tea. Have you seen an episode of Thirty Rock? <laughs> sun tea. Uh, okay, yeah, because that's that's. But like it's we we had Fleety on here one of our one of our early early episodes and yeah. then it was about even, to come out even then I think it had been it was yeah it was uh, uh, dragging its feet a little bit even at that point oh yeah. yeah it exists and there's talking to people it's just yeah the producers are deciding where they want it to go and I don't know I don't know it was fun to do although I thought it would be fun because I played an alcoholic who just screamed abuse at everyone. I went, right. oh, this is going to be, like, awesome. It's just get to act like a drunk person and it'll be really cathartic. After two days of screaming at people, I just went, oh, this is really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> screaming at, at Adam at Adam Hills is like saying fuck to Ben. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Is, it, is there any truth to the rumour it's going to debut on TCM, Turner's Classic Movies? It's just going <laughs> to... It's just going to be sepia coloured by the it's time it comes be, out. Yeah, clips from it will be used for where are they now? Yes. yes. <laughs> I think what needs to happen is Fleety needs to die and then it'll oh. definitely come out. Well, you know what I mean? we've already had one cast member die. Oh, really? Yes. Adam Hills. No. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> he necked himself after you screamed at him so much. He couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can say because oh, I don't know whether that spoiler person... alert. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that person's role. I think I would be giving away a pivotal plot point if I said who it was. Uh, oh, I think I know. I think I might know who you're talking about. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah, yeah. Don't the say great, it, the then. great man of Australian cinema. Yeah. Yes. No, 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 no. Greg Evans is still alive. Oh, right. <laughs> what movies he been in? I don't know. Was he in Alvin Purple? Oh, yeah. That was be... he? I don't know. I've got no idea. Yeah. I doubt it. I don't yeah. even know what those two words are. Oh. You are so fucking young. I hate you. Yeah. Oh. Sort of like American Pie. Can I swear on this? Yeah, you can. Good. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I love it when people get angry at someone for being young. Like, yeah. it's my fault when I'm conceived get there. and born. You'll get there. I'm already getting there a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I... Yeah, I'm just like I'm 26 in a couple of months, yeah. which is just you know old like the, you know I'm far enough away from high school that people who are just finishing and getting out and, and like already really successful, like a TV show that I do a bit of work on. There's a girl there who's like fr- working on it who's like fresh out of high school, right? You know what I mean? And it's taken me, you know, a few years to get yeah. anything. I walked past last night because it's a public holiday today. I walked past a nightclub in my neighbourhood last night, and there was a bunch of people all yahooing around and. <laughs> <laughs> dot com yeah. backslash <laughs> yeah, as, the, as the young people they want to do. A group of youngins altavistering around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Web crawling around. I had the most brutal wake up to the fact that I wasn't a young person anymore when I was about twenty two. Yeah. I um and that's still really quite young, but yeah. I, I was scrutineering for um HSC exams out in Broadmeadows. Alright, now you've lost me. Yeah. AGC exams. <laughs> 
HSC. Oh, HSC. HSC. Oh, yeah. My hearing's gone. <laughs> I thought you said AGC exam. I'm like, you get, must... your bloody, get your bloody hearing trumpet out. Hold <laughs> it up to those headphones. Carl, did you do the school? <laughs> <laughs> I did. There was a school. <laughs> there was a thing called, oh, it's called the VCE now. Yes, anyway. See? Yes. So the VCE. Um, so, yeah, I was scrutineering like an English or a maths exam or something because they didn't have enough. You scrutineering's just, where you watch over. You're the one sitting at the front while the kids are doing the exam. And I thought, oh, yeah. this will be good because I'm like only a couple of years out of school myself and I know it's broady, but it's going to be fine because you know I'm I'm this I'm the same age as them. I'm a hip to their jibe, which was still a phrase used 150 <laughs> years ago when I was 22. Walked in, no, they hated me, and I realised very quickly there's a big difference between 18 and 22. Yeah, right. And they were horrible. I walked out and went, oh, I'm old. Yeah. And of but course, now I would love to be 22. Exactly. Yeah. I was about yeah, to say yeah. that same thing. Like I feel like like I feel now, like at 25, but I know that when I'm 30, I'll look back on this as my you know. As my glory days. Yeah. I turn thirty nine tomorrow, so screw you. Oh, yeah. I did. I did notice that. I the didn't me- notice, I that, was did your birthday. notice that. No, no, no. I knew it was your birthday because I was looking you up on IMDb because of the tears <laughs> in my eyes. No, because <laughs> no, no. I checked your ID before you came into the studio. <laughs> this is kind of a this is kind of a weird thing of the internet where in between recording this episode and the episode coming out online, you will have turned thirty nine. Oh yeah, yeah. In that little gap, that little day. Yeah. Send belated birthday wishes. To... I will be editing the sound of your voice while. Well, it's your birthday. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's also hug a, hug a Climate Scientist Day, so I'm just going to pose as a climate scientist <laughs> for the day. Get hug, random. Hug a Climate Scientist Day. I know, which I think is a lovely idea, but where do you find a climate yeah. scientist? <laughs> I have never bumped into a climate scientist anywhere. Yeah. Not it's, my Those people cafe. who are on the street that give away free hugs are going to get really specific tomorrow. Oh, if I was them, I'd be wearing a white lab coat. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so you you walk past the nightclub and you oh, were yeah, assaulted no. by youth. I was just I, I just had that fear that overwhelming feeling of saying to them like they they're running around scallywagging around, and I just felt like saying to them I could do that if I wanted to, you know, like yeah. they were going in there having fun. I just happened to have been buying a uh, double pack of Yogo. Yeah, <laughs> at ten o'clock at night for some reason. I have to say, I'm a bit worried about you. Like on Friday afternoon, we were on Facebook chatting. I went, "So what's up? What's up tonight? What's up for the weekend?" And you just went, "Nothing." Yeah, oh, no, but I don't do Chandler. stuff on the I don't do stuff on the weekend. Little Carl, I I do my stuff. I'm out every night little during the week little, doing little little gigs, telling my little, little riddles. Sad little Stop Carl. making that voice. No, I do. I take weekends <laughs> off as well. Yeah, I don't very often go out on the weekend, and when I do, I'm the same because I work during the week and I go out after I work. On the weekend, if I go out, I go, oh, where did all the people come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Friday. Oh, I don't like going out on the Friday with the people. Yeah. Well, well it's like during Comedy Festival, you know, you're out every night and, you know, you walk around and have a few drinks and get dinner on a Tuesday after your show. Yeah, I love that. And then that. Saturday, you know, because you, you you start drinking quite late if you go into the hi-fi. So it'll be like 10.30 and you're still relatively sober and there's just human filth everywhere. Yeah. Because the days of the week sort of don't mean that much when no. you're in the festival because every night's the same. Yeah, so exactly. That, well, especially people I, doing? I do not love it. Especially today because this is the, the Queen's birthday as we're recording this today. We've got mm-hmm. it's a public holiday. Shout out to her. Yes. Uh, friend of the show. Yep. Is she? Can I say that? <laughs> well, like, didn't you both get um, on the Queen's honours list today? I'm pretty uh, sure I read your there's names. No, there's no orders for uh, uh, podcasting. Yeah. We are going moment. over to London to do a live Dum Dum Club. So get on <laughs> at the Queen. Get on, are... get on Twitter at the Queen and get it to come on as a guest. <laughs> Crazy people on the internet will believe that. <laughs> like someone, I sh- should I say this? Yeah. You know when you you can take liberties on Twitter and whatever and, and you know, you, you're clearly joking. We were talking about this a little bit before we started broadcasting today, but I put out a joke this morning that was, the joke was, uh, uh, still wondering what Mad Magazine must have called Captain Stubing on the love boat when they did their parody of it. 
back in 1978 or whatever. Oh, yeah, someone... I saw that and I'm so stupid I didn't get it. Oh, well, right, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me that's at fault because someone just, people kept messaging me saying, Captain Stupid? And I'm yeah. like, well, I thought that was the obvious one, but maybe I, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I thought, that, I thought I was being clever, but obviously I not. like that though when you get like a hundred of the same response. Like I put, yesterday I put, which is the better Ridley Scott film, The Alien or Blade Running? Oh, and I just yeah. got heaps of people going, Blade Running, isn't that about that Jamaican bobsled team in the future? Like just about 20 of them. I went, all right, good work, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, well yeah, done. yeah. That's good. That's better than the people who write back and co. It was called Alien and yeah, yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. I wanted that, though. I yeah. really wanted that. I was really hoping I'd get lots of angry ones. You need yeah. a few of my followers. Yeah. Oh, that is. Got... Maybe I can ghostwrite some of your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's my favourite thing is deliberately getting things just a tiny bit wrong. Yeah. I actually got spammed by someone who claims to be a ghostwriter, um, <laughs> like a tweet ghostwriter, and said, discretion, discretion guaranteed. I felt like writing back and going, considering you just wrote to me on Twitter <laughs> saying you were a ghostwriter, I think the discretion bit's kind of knocked out of the water and now. discretion guaranteed with those things that I'm going to put on the internet for <laughs> the public to read. Yeah. But yeah. You, you mentioned, Corinne, that you've got uh, uh, your your followers because you do put some stuff out there sometimes on your on your Twitter account. You, yeah. It's not, all, it's not like Joan Rivers. You don't have people writing your one-liners for you. you no. You're putting out some... Some thoughtful stuff, some, I've got some, some politics, and yeah, I know. Yeah, I've got a. It's a weird stream from because I've got I, I you know I put jokes out on Twitter and then I do and then I forward articles that I find interesting because I'm quite a news nerd and a political nerd and then I put out a lot of political stuff as well. So I've yep. got people who follow me because I'm a comedian, people who follow me because of the information I put out, and then a whole lot of you know like all that that political nerdery that there's a whole bunch of us involved in. So. Yep. I, I tend to please and displease everybody all at the same time. Right, right. <laughs> For every tweet I put out, somebody write back and go, don't be so stupid and make jokes about it. Or I'll put something out and go, why don't you try and be funny about it? <laughs> have you got regular Have you got regular people that still follow you the whole time but are still yeah. sniping away the whole time? No, no, I block them. Right. <laughs> I get, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I've, I'm of the opinion it's my Twitter account and if you annoy me, I'm allowed to block you and that's yeah, not sure. rude. Um, but no, I have ongoing dialogues with a whole bunch of different people and have had from the start, like I've got the regular people that I have little conversations with and I follow some of them and I don't follow others and yeah, but no, but the ones who constantly, there's a few though, you know the ones that you go, are you taking the piss? Are you being an asshole? Oh no, you just have a sense of humour. That only you get. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know those yeah. people who yeah. just go, are you being, oh, no, you're not being an asshole. That's you thinking you're hilarious. All right, we'll just let that one slide. When when you block people, do they know they're blocked? They would only know. If they try to message you or tweet you or If something? they noticed that all of a sudden they weren't following you anymore and they tried to follow you again, they would know. But if they put your name into a tweet, it still exists in the world. I just don't see you it. You don't see it, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's but, interesting. But so they, they put it out there, but they don't know that you're not seeing it? Do they know you're not seeing it or not? Well, I actually, I, I tell people when I'm blocking them. Block me now and I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> 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 this would be unfortunate if I just checked and I noticed I already it's, was it's blocked. already, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to upset you. I blocked Gary the Chook. He was just offensive. Oh, not Gary the Chook. Gary the Chook doesn't tweet anymore. There's no the in the middle. Yeah. Let's, let's. Oh, is it just Gary Chook? It's just Gary Chook. He's oh, not, I'm it's 105. Not, uh, Gary the Chook. That, that Gary the Chook has, <laughs> got a, has got quite a beak on him, hasn't he? <laughs> we don't talk about Gary Chook on this show as much as we really should. I don't think we talk about it at all. No, I don't think we've ever talked about it. That's what I mean. It. We, we should talk Chook. about it more. Yeah. Gary v- Chook very, was cutting edge. Very, very briefly, Gary Chook is a character that I do. Oh, I thought we were going no. we to perpetuate No, that let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about him any more than we need to. Why does, why does Gary Chook not tweet anymore? Um, because 
you know what? Look, uh, very quick backstory. Gary Chook is a, a, a very incredibly offensive character of a comedian that I do on stage sometimes, and I don't do it that much anymore, but I'm trying to be the biggest blokey Australian has been horrible hack that I can. So, I, And I've got a Twitter account for Gary Chook, but I notice that whenever I... Whenever I'm halfway through writing a joke for the Gary Chook account, I think I've just spent 15 minutes trying to write a joke about getting oral sex from a relative of mine. You know, I'm like, this is way too much. If I had a timesheet for Gary Chook, I would be very, I'd be mortified. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. I've I've literally done that a few times. It disturbs me that you have to think through the tweets. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is funny because I'm like, is that offensive enough? Or oh, Gary wouldn't really. Gary wouldn't have sex with that person. Is this consistent be... with Gary Chook's yeah, character yeah, exactly. and his narrative? What's his he, uh, narrative arc? He's on. T- it's it's just at Gary Chook on Twitter, isn't it? If at at one eight hundred Gary Chook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point following him though, because Gary Chook doesn't tweet. Because I was I going through my list. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check. I'm I'm sure I've tweeted recently ish. I'm still obsessed with the idea of having him on the show. No. I just love the idea of there no. being a pretense where Carl f- couldn't make it in today. No. Fairly R-rated show. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting a bit of resistance. <laughs> But <laughs> can you feel that? I can feel like that. A solid block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I was reading this thing the other day, uh, uh, Corinne, uh, which I was curious to hear your take on. Um, there was a, a thing about newsreaders, uh, female newsreaders, um, the other day where uh, I think a girl on Channel 9 had stopped working there and she was working on another program now, but she was saying that at Channel 9 she had, I don't know if I should be saying Channel 9, but anyway. Uh, but did she say Channel 9? Yeah, she did actually. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's fine. So but, you can both get sued. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> so it was, it was only like a, you know, a year ago she was still being told, you know, what she should be wearing and maybe she should be being a bit more racy and stuff like that. Now, you've worked in, in TV and in plenty of programs and stuff before. Is like because it's sort of a bit of a surprise to me that in this day and age, I guess, like even in the last year, that people are still saying that out loud with their mouths in TV. Yeah, they still. Yeah, look, I don't know, and it, it depends where you're working as well. Like working on Rove Live, no, I could wear whatever yeah. I liked, and I actually had a policy of not wearing anything too short or anything low cut. Because I didn't want anything distracting from what was coming out of my mouth. Whereas working on SBS, maybe that would be like, oh, put I would have done clothes it with, on, I put a burka on. Oh, no, if I was working on SBS, I would have done it with a boob out for sure. <laughs> and also, you didn't want to clash <laughs> with what sure. Pete was wearing. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, he, he dressed like a hooah on that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I know the, the newsreader thing's really quite interesting, I think. And oh, I don't know. I mean, there is a certain look for a newsreader, I suppose. But if she was saying that it was, you know, they wanted to be a little bit racy and sexy, that is really pretty 1950s stuff, yeah. isn't it? So you haven't encountered anything like that with uh, TV before? No, I did. When I was working, when Rove started on Channel 9 back in 1999, I would have been like a size 12 to 14, which is an average size girl and I'm quite tall so there's no way I'm ever going to go below a size 12 it's physically impossible unless I start chopping out ribs Um, and I don't think they knew what to do with me like, I would say I'm a size 12 to 14 and they go to dress me and every time there were size 8 to 10 trousers in there and I just couldn't fit into oh, them. Right. So I used to bring in my own trousers because I couldn't fit into the stuff. Yeah, right. I thought it was hilarious. I just went, what, am I the biggest person who's ever been in here? <laughs> this surely cannot be right. But right. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. 
So it didn't it didn't happen at Channel Seven. Like when you were working on Airways, there wasn't anyone saying, "Look, I know you're only doing the narration, but maybe if <laughs> you, you could do wear it, a burka in the voiceover, yeah. please. <laughs> if you could wear a mini skirt, I think we could hear that. that they would, are, hear, that would sound sexier. They are awesome people. I love working on that show. They're they're the same as me. They're rough as guts, and so we'll be you know I'll be recording it, and they will be just as rude as me. And I'll come and go, "Hey, could you do that again? But maybe a little less shit this time." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, why don't you write a better fucking script? Has it? I was wondering this. Has, has doing the narration on that show has that changed your experience with flying at all? Like, do you oh, if you're yeah. ever on a plane and it's delayed, is there a passenger next to you going, "Oh, this will be on the show, won't it?" Eh, just letting it fire up. Yeah, there. Yeah, you do get a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also maybe too when I did a bit of tweeting about how much I dislike Qantas. Maybe that turned into a story. Oh, right. Because <laughs> I really did get quite screwed over by them. They were so incredibly rude to me. And I, I do not fly Qantas. That was like a oh, good. Wow. Is that your choice or theirs though now? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good year and a half ago. And unless I have absolutely no other choice, I don't fly Qantas anymore. What did they do? Oh, I just, you know, I booked a flight and then I wanted to use points to upgrade. And then I rang them up about it and they were just really rude. On the phone and said, well, you, you, you booked the wrong class and that's not our fault. You should have read the fine print. And I said, oh, well, I did, but the fine print in two different areas minutely says something different and it looks a little bit misleading. Mm-hmm. And she just got really aggressive with me and I went, oh, just hang on a second. She goes, um, you just interrupted me. And I went, what? How did Whoa. I? Well, okay, can I just speak to someone else? Put me on hold forever. <laughs> put you on, she put you under the air marshal then. <laughs> <laughs> put me on hold forever. And then I think what happened was that she then spoke to the other person. By the time I got on the phone, I went, oh, hi, just like, look, you right. just, and I went, oh, okay, you people are screwed. Wow. And then I tried to get an apology from them. And tweeted, and this was my favourite bit, I tweeted and said, wow, you know, that was really rude. And Qantas wrote back and said, we'd really like your feedback on this so that it doesn't happen again. I went, why don't you fix what happened to me? And then I spent hours filling out this form for them, send it off, and they wrote back and said, you sent it to the wrong department. Jeez. Ah, <laughs> and it just went on and on and on. They got and you. And on and on. Do you see, did you see stuff like maybe, uh, because uh, for we've got overseas listeners, Airways is like a... Uh, what do you call it? A reality show, a reality documentary show about? Yeah, it's um, a reality show about a low-cost airline. Uh, Tiger is like, what's that one that flies in Britain that, that everyone sits in plastic tub seats? It's a, it's oh, one of those yeah, really right. low it's the it's cost, the cheapest, yeah. kind of crummiest, like absolutely no fruit. Everyone's yeah. got one. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, everyone's got one, and and they work, you know, really relatively well if you follow the rules mm. to a T. If you don't follow the rules to a T, you're going to end up into trouble. So basically, the show is a lot of angry bogans losing their shit in a terminal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really funny. Did, I love it. Did you ever see stuff that you didn't want to see, though? Like, was there stuff that made you fearful about flying? You know, did you see bad stuff behind the scenes, maybe? Anything like that? No, no, no. wasn't no. like Food Inc. where you, you, you went, oh, I don't want to eat any burgers anymore. This is wrecked. <laughs> no, it. no, no. It, it does make you, you know, not want to get onto a flight with a footy team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas before, did, you were yeah. like, raps Future husbands. <laughs> <laughs> was there stuff you, they, that they chopped out that they couldn't see that you, they couldn't broadcast that, that you saw? Was there like really not that I saw? But I'm oh, sure. Right. I mean, there would be with any show there'd be stuff that you couldn't show. Yeah, yeah. I fly Tiger quite a lot, and you know, people there, there are a lot of people who are really down on it and say they'll never fly it again. I've never had an issue on a Tiger flight, whereas when I fly Qantas or any other airline, that's when 
stuff goes wrong. But yeah. I always get excited when uh, when Airways is in production because when you go to the Tiger Terminal in Melbourne, there'll be signs everywhere saying, yes. we might be filming for this show. Please let someone know if you don't want to be on camera. I always get excited and then that's when I pray that something's going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to bust the cameras it. out. Cause, and I go... I'm just going to arc up. Like, I'm just going to go crazy so I can get on the on the telly. Like, I do wonder, too, with some of the ones that we've we've put to air, whether those people – because I have a theory that because there's a camera filming them, they think they must be in the right. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. go in harder, uh. even though they're just making idiots out of themselves. Yeah. They think they think, oh, they're filming me, so they must think that I've got a case. For yeah. This. And they go, no, we're filming you because you you're making an idiot. dick of yourself. Let's do that when we go to Sydney in a couple of weeks. We'll just arc up, make absolute assholes of ourselves, and then at the end just go, hi, Corinne, and like wave at the cameras. Like, because she'll be seeing us once we. But there's no camera crew yeah, around it. It just, actually has to be a camera crew. It's just a Japanese guy with a chuckle camera. <laughs> hi, Corinne. Because <laughs> it's all in the can at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's no filming actually oh. going on at this point in time. But please feel free to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing about you, uh, you did a festival show and a book about hoarding. Yeah. Um, does that, because that's a pretty, you know, if you've ever seen uh, episodes of like hoarders or anything like that, that's a pretty intense uh, kind of thing that people, the people get into. Do you get a lot of, uh, you know, do you get a lot of people kind of, you know, I guess coming to you for support or like telling you their stories that's kind of full on? Yeah, it's really weird because when I say hoarder, I mean hoarder like it used to be before this show came out and everyone's decided that it's about people with really severe psychological illnesses. Yeah. Because I grew up, the word hoarder was what everybody called themselves, you know, oh, my cupboards are full and I've got crap under the bed and blah, blah, blah. I'm a Mm. bit of a hoarder. Yeah. And then I, I wrote the book and all of a sudden I was Corinne Graham with psychological problems. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I didn't have one of those houses you had to tunnel through. Like, yeah. There were no rats or anything. I just yeah. had if, too much shit. If you're on the show instead of that, you because know, you see that show and it's just you can't move in the house, but yeah. they'll send that crew into your house and it's like, Okay, well, she hasn't emptied a recycling bin. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, well, let's get rid I, of that. <laughs> I can't watch that show because you see the ads no. for it and it always looks a bit quirky. It's like, <laughs> you think it's going to be, look how bloody many mad magazines this guy has. And then you start watching it and it's people who've like got jars of their own piss in, in yeah, the fridge yeah. and stuff. I like, love it. I love it. No, it's too, it's too yeah. intense. I find it, I find it's, it really it's, immoral. It's I think it's immoral because these people do have proper psychological problems and they're making entertainment out of them instead of helping them with their problems. Oh, and then also you're putting and them on a TV it, show, giving yes. them a copy of the tape of the episode. That's just one more thing they're going to be hanging out <laughs> to. That's true. Yeah. That's true. All the clippings of the TV guy that lists yeah. their episode. God, what a nightmare. Yeah. The funniest thing was when I wrote that book, when you're a stand-up and you say something funny on stage, you have control of the delivery mm. and no one can ever argue back and say that wasn't a joke, you meant that seriously because you've got control of it. In a book, you write something that is very clearly a joke but if a journalist or a reviewer wants to take that out of context, then they, they very easily can. Because you got... And Corinne Grant's hoarding got so bad, she was sleeping on rotting food. <laughs> no, that would be one line where I said I rolled over onto a sandwich that, or something that used to be a sandwich. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's yeah. just a joke. You, didn't you get... You got stitched up by... Was it a current affair or Today Tonight or one oh, of those things? Today right. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. I know you don't fly with Today Tonight I anymore. do not fly <laughs> with Today Tonight, ever. If they ever have an airline... And look, pretty much anyone could buy Qantas at the moment. Yeah. Qantas shares are worth negative. Of two cents, I think. <laughs> Next time you have a landlord from hell, you are going to a current affair. You are not going to today, tonight. Seriously, yeah, because neither of those shows ever stitch up anybody. <laughs> Just ask that poor bloody 
Ed's ex-escort. Oh, my Elizabeth. God. That's oh. amazing at the moment, isn't it? Both you know of what? them going each other over 60, the morality. $60,000. $60, couldn't she have afforded a better wig? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just to sum this up, uh, what's the story? A poli- uh, p- politician charged uh, money for a prostitute onto his allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. He's yeah. claiming that he didn't, that he's been stitched up and blah, blah, blah. There's been money on a credit card that belonged to a union that has escorts being paid for on it. He says it wasn't him. She came out and said, I definitely slept with him. <laughs> then she checked a passport and went, oh, oh, I was in New Zealand. Unless he's got a 400-kilometre-long dick, I probably, <laughs> I probably didn't sleep with him. Which, I, you know, this is still under investigation. Yeah. We don't know that he yeah. doesn't have a 4-kilometre-long dick. Yeah, and, there, and there, were other, there, were, there were other expenses charged to that account for uh, penileextensions.com. Uh, so. Backslash yeah. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so then, and then it got confusing, and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on how it ran, because then it's just turned into a whole lot of she said, she said, he said, he said. But one television network is saying, no, she told us that it definitely happened. The other one's saying, no, she got stitched up. And then both of the stations are going, but you said this and you said that. And I've just, that's when I've gone, oh, mummy wants to lie down now. That's exactly what she said as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of the podcast, everyone. Yeah. We're taking this thing off the air. People, deleting all the old have, episodes. We have to stop. There's people that have broken into the studio and are cheering us out. It's like we can't talk anymore. Um, no, so what you mentioned, though, is that, um, you know, she's been on the Current Affair programs uh, recently with the wig on, yes. uh, the prostitute to, to disguise herself clearly. But what I find very funny about that is that um, so she's got like a, what she got like an outfit on. But really, it's just really a, a wig, and that's the whole disguise. So yes. all, all that's done. I reckon re- the glasses might be a disguise. Oh, as well. the, oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know whether she's still working as a sex worker. I'm thinking that's maybe why she's disguising. Herself. Well, then she could probably be wearing that as. Yeah, while well, she's sex working anyway. Yeah, she could be. That wig. People I'm, probably will request that wig. Yeah. Now. Yeah, you would. If she is still working as an escort, I'm not 100% sure that she is. Would you like me normal or current affair style? Yeah. 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 I want to go in there and play a bit of Tracy Grimshaw. <laughs> I, want to, I want to knock down your door and you can put your hand over your face while we're at it if you want. Bang, that is a niche market, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. You can be the dodgy plumber yeah, and I'll time. be. <laughs> yeah. But we're going we're gonna to do it and then we're going to talk about boat people. Yeah. Oh. Dodgy immigrants, yeah. yeah. I find that funny that uh, she's got the wig on, she's got the glasses on. So that, you know, that doesn't really, like she's not a celebrity. She's not already known for what hair colour she has or whatever. I think people that know her, that hasn't put, you know, them off her at all. You know what I mean? Like, Although if she was still working as an escort, I would be worried that uh, she's not discreet. Yeah. That that she oh, might, right. yeah, you know, like. She's no Twitter ghostwriter, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be worried that she might, you know, if you were Joe Bloggs off the street, you're probably going to be all right. But if you had a profile, you wouldn't go to her for her yeah. services in case mm. she then I think if you didn't to... have a profile, you would definitely go to her and go, so how do I stack up and yeah. next, yeah, next yeah. door to old mate MP? Yeah, hey? yeah. Does anyone really want to know if they're doing it better than an MP? I've just, <laughs> I've just assumed everybody does it better than an MP. Is that just me? But, that, but you know, we'll take what we can get. Yeah. That's a great confidence builder. Dirty yeah. politician yeah. sex. But, yeah. you know, I leave. No the- one wants a realistic answer on their yeah. sexual prowess. I mean, we need to sell tickets for the show in Sydney. Maybe we should go and, uh, you know, pop in there this week. Yeah. You know, raise our profile a little bit. Yeah, and end up on Current Affairs. Yeah, podcasting. Obviously not today, tonight, after the bad rap we've got. <laughs> From them in here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're showing solidarity with Korean. I don't trust we'll never, them at all. Yeah, we'll never go anywhere near them, that's yeah. for sure. We'll fly Tiger. We'll go with Current Affair. <laughs>
<laughs> You're creating powerful enemies. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, okay, we're talking about journalism. Uh, I want to bring this up. This is something that came to my attention. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought we were talking about today tonight. Oh, yeah. Those guys have come in here again. Put oh, us down, guys. No. Oh, Put us no. down. <laughs> Um, a friend of mine, uh, my friend Pat, who you met the other night, he came to the gig at Softbelly, yes. a good friend of mine, studying journalism at uh, university at the moment, and he told me on Thursday, he said, oh, I had to do uh, an assignment where I had to interview people um, about sort of what they do and come up with a story, and I couldn't that be- That sounds very clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know the exact, I don't know the exact terms no, of the No, I think assignment. that's it. He's yeah. going to make an excellent journalist. You have to write something. Anyway, he, he, had this, he had all these things that he had to do to the assignment and he couldn't be bothered doing them so he wrote an assignment about me and just made the whole thing up and pretended that he'd talk to me and to like my mate and, and again today tonight have signed him up <laughs> <laughs> anyway he's emailed me uh the assignment and uh there's a couple of it's 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 a very weird thing to read a thing about yourself that is it's kind of rooted in fact but it's mostly just made up like right. he's just made up things that i've said so basically the story is about me the fact that I do stand up and that I was sick as a kid. So headline, laughter really is the best medicine for young oh, Melbourne classic, comic. Classic, classic. How old is this guy? Uh, he is 25. Oh, no, he should know better. <laughs> he, he can't even interview somebody. He's 25. Um, uh, let me see. Tom Alsop, or Tommy Dasilo, as he's known to his fans, has a lot to smile about. A burgeoning comedy career, upcoming international tours, and an immensely successful podcast that has grabbed the attention of audiences both locally and overseas. He is one of the young movers and shakers of the comedy scene, described by the age as a definite one to watch. Um, and they don't give those out freely, those qu- Well, actually, they do. Yeah. I'm, I'm really high. I always like the idea of a mover and shaker. I think that means you have to be dressed you know, <laughs> yeah. like in a little skirt, like a, yeah. no, a 1920s flapper. Yeah. Wearing yeah. something that shimmies when you move. Maybe with a hula hoop around your waist. Yes. Yeah. And I do have all of them yes. quite regularly. <laughs> Looking at his list of accomplishments, shining eyes, and infectious smile, it is hard to imagine that. Shining seven- eyes? Have you got mixomatosis? <laughs> <laughs> it is hard to imagine that 17 years ago he was in hospital, hooked up to a myriad of machines and drips, barely hanging on to life with a malicious cancer eating away at his bone marrow. Wow, what happened in the end? He goes goes in pretty heavy-handed early on. Um, Growing up in leafy Malvern, Dasilo's childhood was a bizarre mix of the traditional and the quirky. His mother, the headmistress of a prestigious girls' school, that's completely made up. His father... Well, that is bizarre. (laughs) Why would you make that up? (laughs) His father, an eccentric architect responsible for the Melbourne Zoo's flamboyant butterfly house. Is that true? That's kind of true, yeah. I guess it's eccentric if it didn't start off as a butterfly house. (laughs) 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 It was supposed to be a block of flats and all of a sudden it's it's a glass house with butterflies in there. (laughs) It's a butterfly house, but there's a giraffe in there. Uh, This mix of tradition and manners with creative flair has had continuing effects on his comedy, which never strays into the malicious or grotesque, as many other comedians often do. Oh, I hate those guys. I have to swear? Yeah, he's bloody having a go at Gary Chook there is what (laughs) he's doing. Um, I'm not sure if it's my upbringing, he says, but I've never felt a real need to be particularly rude to be funny. I'm not against it or anything. Some of my favourite comedians would probably give my mother a heart attack if she heard them. It's just not something that feels natural (laughs) to me. That is the one thing that's true out of the whole. That's a direct quote from you. I do say that all the time. At least, that's my catchphrase. I say that at least once a week (laughs) on this show. If you want to buy the Dum Dum Club T-shirt, that's that quote. Um, I'll go straight there. There's a lot in here. There's just one that I particularly enjoy. Uh, a quote that's attributed to my. Am I in there? I no. should be in there. You should have. Yeah. 
He should. Yeah, it's a really. Uh, he should have not asked me for a quote. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real oversight that he. I hope his lecturer doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, where is it? One of Dasilo's close childhood friends, Peter Baradas, recalls going to visit him in the hospital, expecting to leave bawling his eyes out. I ended up walking out of his room laughing so much that the nurses thought I was crazy. <laughs> Tom's just that sort of a guy. Even in the darkest hour, he managed to bring the laughs and make us both forget that we were in a hospital room and there was a good chance he was going to die. <laughs> Matt, so the, he liked you better when you had cancer. Yeah, it sounds amazing. like it, yeah. <laughs> Bloody I just, hell. It was a very weird thing to read a thing about that, about yourself. It was sort of the closest I'll ever come to being in the big, big Brother house and then leaving and seeing, you know, a montage of things that I've done that I've forgotten about. Do you know what I mean? It's the closest you'll ever get to being on today tonight with all this made-up stuff about yeah, you. it was pretty great. Anyway, I think he got a good mark for it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, though, he got a quote from someone from a hospital, like an actual doctor that his dad knows. So there's that bit is fact. Like he's interviewed a doctor about whatever, about people but overcoming illness. But he couldn't interview you. That's exactly it, yeah. He's, it was easier for him to get onto a doctor and fit that into his schedule than to just call me up one afternoon <laughs> and get the actual facts from or me. Or just copy and paste from your website and get, you know, <laughs> some things that actually happened to Funny. you. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, talking about, uh, we've been talking about a little bit of news sort of stuff and uh, social media and whatever. Or uh, Here's something that happened to me last week. I did a very, very silly joke on Twitter. Um, I don't think it even particularly made sense, but, you know, I just put it out there. And the joke was something like, um, I can't believe that gay people in New York still can't get married to large cups of soft drink. Something like that. And the joke, and you guys are looking at me going, awesome work, Carl. Very funny. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it was just supposed to be a very stupid joke. You know how they uh, banned uh, huge cups of... Mm -hmm. Coke or whatever in New York. So oh, right, very, okay. very, yeah, see, very funny. Um, <laughs> very silly reference. Anyway, um, Bob Catter's brother, oh. for some reason, replied to me. Oh, now, wow. Bob Catter is a, a, an MP in Australia who He's is, the mental one. He's the mental one. Yeah, who was on uh, The Circle the other day. And he's, he's the one who did that homophobic ad for his party up in Queensland exactly. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and his brother is, is gay. Mm. And uh, uh, so he's... Bob his Catter's brother's brother. not a giant tub of soft drink? No. no. Okay. But his brother took offense to that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and sent me a, a sternly worded thing saying, it's not very <laughs> funny to be joking about people's rights and, and and whatever. I think that's very serious. And I'm like, are you for real? He's like, yes, you shouldn't be joking about people's rights. I mean, it's a fucking joke about soft drink, dude. Yeah. Still not funny. And I, went, and, and I replied and said, if I was you, I'd be worrying less about soft drink jokes and more about maybe spreading and preaching the word to maybe some of your family. <laughs> <laughs> the very next day was when Bob Ketter went on The Circle on TV and, and that whole furor erupted over him refusing to answer questions about gay marriage and bloody whatever. Wow. It is, it, it's, a, it's a really fraught one though, isn't it? A, a marriage equality, and you have to call it marriage equality. You can't call it gay marriage, I discovered. Really? Yeah, I, oh. I, I tweeted a link to um, a poll and said, do you support gay marriage? Jump on here. And I just got attacked by people saying, how dare you call it gay marriage? Went, <laughs> wow. Okay, I was just trying to help. Yeah. So <laughs> how I do, dare you? That's, I, that's I do heavy-handed. Now, I do know, now know it's called marriage equality or same-sex marriage, and I'm, I'm across that now. We've got to be completely politically correct if you're going to try and be on the side of somebody. Yeah. But it's, it is it is weird that it's sort of that you can't say – when people latch onto an idea, if you say anything and use any of the words that's in that idea, 
you're immediately going to be associated with it. So yeah. you make a joke about soft drink, but you say gay people, and all of a sudden that means you're actually talking about something opposite to what you thought you were. Yeah. And then you get, but I, if you'd said that on stage, it would have been completely different. Yeah. I mean, it would have got just as many laughs. Uh, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I just wish it would have been great if Bob Catter's brother had gone on you and the CEO of Pepsi had also yeah, yeah, gone you. Yeah, you yeah. just you can't please anyone. Yeah. Um, now, what I like to do uh, uh, when we have a, uh, someone come on the show is I like to look up their IMDb page um, just to see what, you know, the whole it, it, your whole canon of work and stuff like that. Is there the whole canon of work, though, or is it just whatever anyone's put on there? It's what Tony Martin's decided yeah. that you've done. <laughs> yeah, all oh, right. Is that who does it? Well, yeah. that's what we have half figured out. I don't think maybe he doesn't do it anymore is what he answered us, but uh, he, he was working for him. Um, but it isn't, yeah, no, it isn't. It doesn't have the whole canon of work, what you've got on your own website. I noticed that. You've got... No, and you can't do anything with your IM... IMDb is a bit of a furphy because you actually have to join IMDb oh. to be able to do anything with your own CV. Right. So it's a little bit of a scam. Yeah, right. Th- that's how they make their money. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess so. So wow. that's where all... So I'm sure, you know, if you're Tom Cruise or something, you have a publicist doing it for right. you, if you mean. So even so- Tom Cruise is still going to pay it, you reckon? <laughs> I don't know. He, I, Tom Cruise's publicist would take care of it. I doubt that Tom Cruise Maybe. is going, can you update my IMDb? And while you're at it, I just checked yeah. my Wikipedia page. Yeah. I, don't yeah, 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 yeah. I just checked IMDb and I noticed you still haven't put Top Gun on there. <laughs> <laughs> I like, what I like about IMDb is uh, uh, there's a whole, it's always a bit weird. You know, it's not quite right, I don't think. And especially the bit, what's it called? No, it's never quite right. Did, there's always like a did you know? Did you yeah, know yeah. part on there? And it's like, I'm like, oh, cool. There'll be like a, uh, you know, an out there trivial pursuit question or whatever. And I was like, because I remember looking up Jeff Stilson, who's been on the show before. And it was like, did you know Jeff Stilson is an American stand-up comedian? Like, yeah, that's. <laughs> that's uh, why he's that's, on IMDb. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I'm looking on the page. Yeah, I didn't think he was a plumber. So your one is, did you know her nickname is Rinny? So there you go. Wow. Did, did you did know you that? Know that? <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's one of them, yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's not even, that's, that's you, just. That's your money paying for that there. That's, you, I'm not, I have ever <laughs> freaking paid for IMDb. <laughs> you put that on there. You yeah. paid no, to put that on there. I love, that's why you've got to take IMDb with a grain of salt because there's a lot of people like me who just go, oh, you have to pay to actually update your site and actually get your own CV onto it. Right. I'll forget that. Oh, so, so the people with full on. Updated uh, uh, records there, the the, the suck ups are the ones that are desperate that are. That well, pay. they're using it, I guess, for you know, if, if you're at a certain point, but I just don't think it's particularly worthwhile at yeah. all. And in in that respect, it's not a useful tool to use if you're researching somebody's career because you're not. I mean, it's about as useful as Wikipedia. It's only as useful as the people who are members of it are putting stuff on there. Right. So. Well, I, I like that there's a um, – and you can comment on people's pages as well. Like for some reason you can get on there and people have made comments about you on, on your one. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, nothing bad. <laughs> or not, that I, not that I read. <laughs> you, Corinne just looked at me and gave me this look that said, God, please make this stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very funny piece. Uh, I love you, Corinne Grant. Uh, no, yeah, because it would normally be funny. But I, I – there was someone, something positive that was written on there. I think there was Could something about... you say about, that like it's a surprise? I found well, something positive well, about you on the internet, Corinne. It is the internet. It is the internet. I know, that is true. Yeah. So uh, someone put something positive on there, and then I, I, you can sort of look at what their bio is, what the user profile of the person is. Now, to start with, the person's name is Moist Me. <laughs> 
future husband, future <laughs> moist, husband, moist, or, me. moist or me, or future wife yeah. in another yeah. in another country apart yeah. from Australia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moist. Oh, don't say me. that on Twitter, or you'll there'll be a furor. Mm. Um, now their bio for the moist me's bio <laughs> is uh, I'm such a huge TV fan, and I love celebrities who are on them. I love celebrities who are on them on, on TV. On them, on them TVs. On them TVs. I have lots of respect for celebrities when when have some sort of constant work. Oh, I like that. When they're out of work, they are shit. Well, that's what's coming. That's what's going. I understand if they take some time off, but if they don't get anything for a couple of years, then I have to say I lose respect. <laughs> this is a good point. This is a very good point. I have done the same thing with bank tellers. You're unemployed for a year. Yeah. You are shit. Yeah. I don't go. I don't deal with them if they're not working for a bank. You know? <laughs> I'm just wondering how you moist someone. Do you, do you leave me. them out overnight so they get covered in dew? But is the name a request or is it a description? Yeah. Moist me is it, is it like ah. I am moist or is it like please moist me yeah, please is it, moist I, is it I like supersize me yeah you know? I, that's I took it in that way as in, I took it as I'm I am moist moist oh, me moist me well there, maybe there's a clue in the last line of their bio because that's not it there's, only, <laughs> okay, there's one go. line left to go so it, 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 I'll just repeat the last <laughs> I line. am moist yeah <laughs> spoiler alert I am moist <laughs> so I understand that they take some time off but if they don't get anything for a couple of years and I have to say I lose respect dot 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 space Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> oh my gosh. I like the, I, I, I'm always fascinated by like little things in sentences. Like, love the, I have to say, yeah. like, sorry guys, I'm just going to put this out there. Yeah, yeah. Deal with this if you will. Yeah, I know you're all reading my user uh, profile at the moment, but I think this is my time to say what I really think. Poor Yasmin Bleeth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm mad for it too, on that bank teller thing too, when, um, when performers haven't, you haven't had any public work in a couple of years. They're called has-beens. And again, you don't say that about a bank teller. Yeah. Hasn't had a job as a bank teller for a couple of years, has-been. Then they get a new job. Oh, come back. But, and that's the other <laughs> thing about, about people uh, uh, that you know may have had a lot of TV work and, and have a year off or whatever. They're still going and doing corporate gigs and raking in probably much more than you, what you're getting on TV anyway. Well, that's so the thing. Like, television doesn't earn you all that much money. Yeah. It's all the other stuff. Yeah. I had the most funny one on an aeroplane the other day. Which was airline? It? I don't think it was Qantas. <laughs> I think it was – no, it wasn't. It was Virgin. Um, and, and the woman said, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, I think you're great. Blah, 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 blah. What are you doing at the moment? I said, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And she goes, oh, that's good. And you're still recognisable. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the creepy thing was I was sitting opposite John Waters and I thought <laughs> – and you didn't recognise him at all. What the fuck is going on she in this world? She probably meant to say if, you, if the, another – Another season of uh, air, airlines. No, airways doesn't come up soon. <laughs> airlines. Yeah. No, she probably thought I was Sigrid Thornton. Yeah. But, but I, I just thought that was hilarious. But it does. It goes back to that thing. If you're not on television all the time, people think you're not working. Yeah. Mm. Which is um, which is like which is exactly like what know. my mother thinks about me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, She's yeah. never seen me on TV, yeah, so, yeah. so I've you never worked. Cannot be working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a really weird one, isn't it? It's an odd industry, and also it, it, this idea that television is what everybody aspires to as well, which in most cases, I think it's a means to an end. You do it so that you can get the other work. You don't yeah. do it as a means to an end. Yeah. That's the thing I like about uh, Moist Me is that it, like where she's saying, you know, um, I assume she. I don't know why I assume she. Yeah, well, um, I would assume she as well. Only, I don't know why, but the Yasmin Bleeth to me went. You mm. have to remind me who, was Yasmin Bleeth in 90210? She was in Baywatch. Oh, mm. Baywatch. Okay. Yeah. 
And Yasmin's getting married? Was that? No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> bloody idiot. Gee. That is a blast a, from the past. Yeah, what a callback, hey? Yeah. yeah. Man, I, you sucked me in with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like, it sounds like the setup for a Today Tonight show, you know. People off the TV, not acting yeah. anymore, not <laughs> having any work. Yeah. Where do they get off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just bludging. Bludging on their profile. Yeah. We're paying for them. In that we're paying ANZ interest rates and then they're hiring them for 1700000 grand to do their corporate gigs and we're paying for them, living off our dollar. You could find you could find a way, if you wanted to, to hate on people like yeah. that, couldn't you? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, but I did, I did want it to sort of not be connected. I just like the idea of more of it, that, that all sort of ended and then just new new topic. Yasmin Bleeth. <laughs> but I think yeah. she was blaming Yasmin Bleeth for not being in work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's but, that's, but that's a weird thing to be, you know, when they take I'm a sure couple of years off. I'm sure that's got back to Yasmin as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's saying. Or at least to her agent, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Her Twitter ghostwriter. Who's yeah. made phone calls and gone, shit, moist me, moist me has noticed that Yasmin's <laughs> not working. Quick, do something. Moist her. Um, that that's saying you know I lose respect for people if they don't work for a couple of years. That's and then to cite Yasmin Bleeth as the example. That's <laughs> that's more than a couple of years. Like that's a like when, what was the last thing Yasmin Bleeth was in? Oh, uh, yeah, but those people like you know there's so many channels and whatever over there that yeah. you know we only I know her so. from from Baywatch. Like I've seen. There's a fairly act- good chance that she's working consistently. Yeah. We just don't know about. Yeah. I think she'd have to because I remember the last thing I heard about her, she had a massive cocaine addiction. So. You'd have to be in some regular work to keep that up. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I have more of a concern with having respect for celebrities. Like, yeah. right, having respect yeah. for somebody who, who does something more than acts. Well, I like the idea that she's losing respect if she's not working on shows like Baywatch. Shouldn't it be the other way around? <laughs> yeah, I watched that. Um, That was on the other day on. Hillary uh, Clinton, she's never been on a television <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. She is shit. Yeah. That um yeah, an episode of Baywatch was on the other uh, the other day on digital. That was a little bit before my time, so I never watched it growing yeah. up or anything. And man, it is like cr- like trying to make drama out of that show where it's like, oh, a guy's in the water and he's gone out a little bit too deep. Well, we'd better go get him. It's like, yeah. Yeah. how is this really a show for this ten long? Years. You ten are years. really wow. really missing the point of that show. Oh <laughs> yeah, no one ever took any notice of the narrative yeah. of oh, that okay. show. It was just a lot of slow motion sh- shots of boobs. I tell you what, it's on at a bad time for the unemployed or self-employed comedian because it's on at like one in the afternoon, mm. and it's like, well, there's nothing much That's else like to do. That's like morning at the TV. Yeah, it's sort of. You, like, I get the feeling that you could recite the uh, Channel Go schedule from eleven yeah, to four in the afternoon off the top of, of your head right there's now. There's a bit of that going on. I've had, had a bit of a take, uh, taken a break from the uh, digital TV. TV stations at the moment, but uh, I was a little bit addicted there for a while. You'd go Love Boat through to Jag, mm. then through to MacGyver, uh, then you had your options of, of I think, uh, 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 Baywatch, the, the big double of Baywatch, then VIP. Yes. Hamill's oh. spin-off show. See, none of that stuff interests me because it's all like that little bit too much yeah. before my time. Like, oh, it's, there's no nostalgia in it. It's just yeah. TV a that's a bit, bit old and shit. Yes, and VIP really was a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got addicted to the late night. I think it was on go, the late night lineup of Roseanne and Cheers and yes. Frasier. Yes, because yeah. that's all during the day as well because oh, I got addicted it? to that. Mm. I'd, I'd sometimes double up and watch them twice. But oh. Cheers, I got addicted to Cheers. Cheers is so good. I, cheers yeah. I went through a massive phase of when I was in my early 20s. Roseanne kind of, for some reason, I didn't really 
get into Roseanne the first time around. So I'm watching it now going, oh, my God, I, this show was awesome. I would like our Before show to be. she had the plastic surgery and she really didn't look like a working class mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely fucked the whole premise of the show. Exactly. What I'm fascinated by is the later years of Roseanne. I want our show to be like that, to be all gritty and real and really us at the start. But then by the end, just be this bizarre too successful bloated version of the little dum yeah, dum club where we've got plastic surgery and then it, it, there's dream sequences in there yeah. and whole seasons are just made up and I don't know I kind of feel like that's already happened <laughs> a whole well, lot of complaining about the maitre d not um you know not uh, decanting your Beaujolais correctly yes, yes, yes. Like that. yeah I just want to know when uh, when are they going to put dinosaurs on digital TV uh, is that is that after you see your, I'm a, yeah it's a bit I'm that? a bit over that but do you remember it yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. I don't. It was this. Uh, Honestly, I'm probably too old. For it was it. on. It was on in. Um, I'm pretty sure it was on in primetime, like when yeah, it, it first was. came on. It was like a Jim Henson. It was like it was, it was like about the Simpsons dinosaurs. Yeah, it was puppets. like the Simpsons, but they were big, life size puppets. Uh, there was a little, little wise talking baby, but it was like really. It was weird because it was like a, a family drama sitcom show, oh. except they were dinosaurs. But oh, there was man. all. But it was kind of a. It was basically a cartoon. But yeah, it was a bit. Of, it was a bit The Simpsons in that it was like you know the was the it dad. As- the dad always it came out after The Simpsons when just just after. So yeah. it was right. Was it as back. good as Muppet Babies? Uh oh, big call. I really liked Muppet Babies. I mm. was pretty into Mu- yeah. Muppet Babies. It was no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No. Which should be on somewhere. I I my I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah. So I was terribly ironic when I was fifteen. I was totes ironic. Do you still go and play the game at a uh Oh my god, the video what? games. The, video the, game. the Ninja Turtles no, video games. Still there. What, what, yeah. what, what, what? The arcade game is still there. Oh my god, I've The Ninja Turtles out. were like, because there's, you know, often stuff that's licensed from TV shows or movies or whatever, the video games are generally quite shit. Yeah. There are exceptions. And the Ninja Turtles, like in the 90s, they had this great. mad game developer who still make really good games who made all the Ninja Turtles games that were just great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Really great. Um, when we were just talking about uh, those corporate gigs before, it just reminded me of uh, of something that I thought about today. I haven't, I don't think I've talked about this on the show before, but I found this very funny. Um, I used to work for, uh, should I say this? I used to work for the AFL. Um, <laughs> You've wondered several times this episode yeah. whether you should say things. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very thoughtful. Um, <laughs> the start of that sentence. I found this funny. Should I say this on a comedy podcast, yeah. this funny thing? I'm always wondering how much detail to give, though, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, we had a Christmas party at my work and what happened was there was an ex-journalist that didn't work for us that wanted to come along that I think had been there like, had, had been into our office like maybe once or twice. Ex-journalist. So not a journalist anymore, changed career. I think it may be retired. Oh yeah, right. Okay. I know. I, I may not have all the facts right, but I think, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. Had retired from the job, had worked for a very major newspaper. And like a footy, a sports journalist? Yes. Yep. Yes, yes. Worked for a very major uh, uh, newspaper. So it wasn't Nui Tokoa? It wasn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we had to get a bus. It was out in Werribee, so it's quite a bit out of Melbourne um, where we were having this party. And this guy had paid, this old journal had paid to come along with us to our Christmas party, had gone, I want to come along with all, with all these people that I don't know. I'll chuck in money to get along with the party that you guys are all going to free for, for free for. And he came along, and I remember him sitting behind me in, in the bus, this shuttle bus that we took out there, and he was like talking about, yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that. And I, subconsciously, I'm like, I don't really know what that means, but I'll, I, you know, I don't know what he's talking about. It doesn't matter. We got out there. We had a big boozy lunch. We'd been drinking for hours and hours. Then we'd done some speeches, and then the boss goes, anyway, we've got a special guest today. Um, uh, let's call him John Citizen. 
Uh, he wants to come up and uh, perform for you guys. And, says, and then he goes, anyway, he'll uh, uh, welcome to the stage Dame Edna Everidge. And then this old journo walked into the middle of us, put on Dame Edna Everidge glasses. Oh, what? In front of 60, 70 work people. And then went, hello, possums. <laughs> oh, what? And we'd been, average age is probably 25, 27, whatever there. We started losing our mind at this 60-year-old-plus guy pretending to be Dame Edna. And then his opening line was, his opening his Oh, my opening, God. I'm, like, cringing with embarrassment. Yeah. This is, oh, oh no. Cringe Grant. Oh. <laughs> Did opening, you know Corinne's oh, That crowd's cringe. come back in. Yeah. This, and then his, his opening line, his opening joke to all of us was, and we're, we're doing oh, this. Oh, stop it. I'm feeling sick. His opening line was, Hello, possums. Why is it that they can put a man on the moon, but they can't put a man on Martina Navratilova? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? With a sweet, massively outdated gay joke. <laughs> he couldn't have even changed it up for but like. He couldn't a- even get a gay joke right. Like, <laughs> he, he, who actually puts a man <laughs> on? Like, <laughs> he couldn't have changed it to Emily Marismo or anyone oh. else. He's like, might even have read all over played tennis in 1983 or something. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, and I wish that the room had been like Tommy now oh, and hysterical. But oh, the God. room was like you. It was like me. It was like yeah, you. Yeah. People's organs were eating <laughs> themselves. Oh, my I'm God. crying. <laughs> so he'd paid, he'd paid to come along. Yeah, and, and paid to perform for us. <laughs> Was he thinking this was the start of his career? Oh, God. Or? I don't I think he'd done it before and like gone, oh, this this went well. <laughs> oh, the, it makes me want to cry. I like the idea this that this went that's... well at the East Burwood <laughs> Footy Club in 82, so oh I'll just. God. I like that he thinks that that's what a corporate gig is. It's yeah. like, hey, I got a, got a sweet corporate gig on the weekend. Oh, yeah, what? Like, how much? Like 2,000 bucks? Yeah. You're getting paid 2,000 bucks. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm paying. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? You I'm paying getting a free shuttle bus, though. <laughs> But Bruce McAvaney still gets work. That's yeah, the yeah, bit I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. So, and what happened was he did that, and then people just went absolutely silent for a minute to two minutes. Like, a, I'm guessing, you know what? I'm guessing it's a minute to two minutes because it slowed, time slowed down, and it felt like an hour. Oh, so, so, some kind of midlife crisis or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and a it, really old one. Yeah, yeah, really old one. And well, and if, unless he's going to be live to be 150, I think. But he then he. In my head, there's like one of those big long crooks that has um, um, oh, come yeah. out and grabbed him by the neck and shoved him <laughs> off stage, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Um, so he finished up. We all- How long? Uh, it felt like, I think it was like a minute, two minutes. Because like they had to but literally- it felt like 10. Literally, yeah. Literally the boss had to stop him and, and, <laughs> oh, and stop him from doing it. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So then oh, we were in, a, we were in a, a basement. Doing this, and then we all had to sort of like go upstairs for the rest of the the dinner or the, the you know drinks and whatever. So it was just like, you know, when you hope something crazy happens at your Christmas party, so you've got something to talk about for the rest of the year. Yes, that was it. So we all went upstairs, and we've all had you know two three hours worth of drinking inside us. So all you could actually hear as one like sixty people just go, "Oh my god, how bad was that? That was amazing, oh whatever." My god. And this is like it was still only like three o'clock at this stage in the afternoon. But he's there, isn't he? He's still there. So then he stood at the outer of all the rest of us and just sort of stood there looking white-faced. And then someone, no one spoke to him for like 10 minutes and then someone went up and went, oh, yeah, so what's what's happening? Do you want a beer? And he went, no, I've called a cab and I've got an interview to do. 
And they went, oh, yeah, no worries. What, what time's the interview? And he went, uh, 7.30. <laughs> like, oh. I don't think you need to call a cab for an interview when it's 3 o'clock at the moment. Oh. And it's in Werribee. So that's like, how far out is that? 45 minutes? Yeah, that's an yeah. expensive cab. That's that is an expensive very cab. Very expensive oh cab. Oh, my God. So. What was he thinking? <coughs> I'm intrigued by that. You yeah. know what hurts me? But, but you know what else? It was great. It wasn't like, oh, I'll just, I'll just hop up and do this. He had the Dame Edna glasses in his pocket. Yeah. yeah, he planned a routine. Yeah. You know what hurts me about that story a little bit is I can kind of picture my dad being that guy yeah. in his office because my dad's my dad's a bit older than the people that he works with and every now and then I'll go into his office just to print something off or, or see him or whatever. And, you know, dad's always like wearing a bow tie and he does all these like zany little things around the office and, you know, I just – when I meet people that he works with, they're like, oh, you're – you're David's son, eh? And dad, like, just dad's little interactions with him. I'm like, oh, dad's the dad's the goofy old dude at work. Oh no! And, and having worked there, like at the time, I was doing comedy, but yeah. I was still working. So just for the rest of you, not only did his name get brought up, everyone, the connection was straight to me. So it's like, oh, here he is, the bloke who's not as good as Dame Edna, hey? You're not as good as that bloke, were you, hey? God, that is what a horrendous story. <laughs> I'm a treat. Wouldn't you, if you would, like, you wouldn't go into your world. If you're a sports journalist, yeah. you wouldn't go into yeah. the sports world to give that a crack. You'd go into a world that knows nothing about you. Yeah. Do you like you'd do go you... do it at a catering company's Christmas party or something where no one knows you. I'd go to the next world. I'd go to the next world. We'll leave it do to you, you um, go into do another you... realm. Yeah. Do you remember his name? Do you ever look him up and check in on what he's I doing? I know exactly who he is. Oh, so he's, he's oh, actually yeah. a known person? When yeah. we press yeah. stop, right. Carl is going to tell okay, us. Yes. absolutely. yes. yes. All right, possums. Well, that brings us to the end of the little Dum Dum Club for another week. Corinne Grant, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, have you got anything coming up you'd like to plug? Gigs at uh, Carl's Room. Oh, yes. Yay. Sweet. When oh, are yeah, they when's that? In August. Yeah, August. Or, soft Belly. Yeah, Soft Belly. I'm doing Soft Belly in August. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And you're on Twitter? I'm fully you're on Twitter. Corinne Grant. Is it un- it's an underscore? Yeah, it's Corinne underscore Grant. Yeah. Oh, What's, who? Who's the non-underscore? Um, Corinne that, Grant. That was a pretendy. <laughs> no, that was a pretendy Corinne Grant. Oh right. Which um, I think is that we got rid of. Um, but at, they already had. Oh, was there a squatter? Yeah, yeah. Ah. At moist Corinne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's at moist me. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are doing our live show, Sydney, July eighth. Comedystore.com.au for tickets. Our live episodes you can download from um, the pl- comedy. Please festivals. get on, get on to Larry Emder on Twitter. Yeah, at Larry Emder. I, I think he's about to break, mm. and and we've already got you know big names in the bag yeah. for. Yeah, be careful with Emder though. Like I know he said he's through his writer. Whatever he put on there, what he actually likes is shaved chinchillas. Oh, really? What? Yeah, he does. That's what he actually put on there. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the little dumdumclub.bandcamp.com if you'd like to download our live shows from the comedy festival. Yes. Uh, the little dumdumclub.bigcartel.com if you'd like to buy a t shirt. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And Send we'll, us an email. Yes, little dumdumclub at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch if you've got anything you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at dumdumclub, at moist dumdumclub. <laughs> thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. See, see you, mate.